0: Well, hi, we are Brooke and Adam Fish, and we will have been married 12 years in June. Um, we have two boys, Jude, who's nine, and Liam, who is six. Um, oh, and we have some Christmas pictures that will, or Christmas card pictures that kind of show our personality because this sterile thing up here is not going to show it at all. Um, so, yeah, so we live together. We play together, we work together, we serve together, and to put it simply, our marriage was saved only because of the trust we place in Christ and our desire to follow him, along with the love and support of his followers.
1: Okay, so we'll start with a story. Uh, In 2003, um, it was the first year of our marriage. Brooke was flying home from a stressful business trip at a job she was not particularly fond of. I was running a little late on my way to pick her up. When I received a call, knowing I might be in a bit of trouble, I did the very mature thing and tried to make a joke of the situation.
0: It looked a little like this. Babe, where are you?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm at home. Why?
0: You're supposed to be picking me up at the airport.
1: Uh, uh, what, what?
0: I am? Babe. And then my head began to spin like Linda Blair and The Exorcist, and I lost my mind. I said, babe, I'm
1: kidding. I'm just right outside. I'm pulling in now. Uh, Needless to say, things were tense when I picked her up. Uh, Before returning home, we made a quick trip to the mall to replace my wedding ring that no longer fit due to a jammed finger. There's definitely some irony in that. I don't remember the conversation, but by the time we got to the mall, I had to park about a half mile from the entrance. Uh, If you're familiar with um, vacation, you're... um, Think of the Griswolds at Wally World. Uh, We were yelling at each other so loudly, I didn't want anyone else to see. I was hurt by what she was saying um, and her anger. I couldn't understand what I had done to deserve the way she was treating me, the way she was talking to me. I had said that I was sorry. What more could I do? Uh, What I didn't know was that her boss's boyfriend had shown up at the airport with flowers. Um, I, The husband was late. And I had a bad joke. Uh, my insecurity at the time blinded me to the hurt I was causing my wife uh, by not... It's like impossible for me to make it through these without getting emotional. Every uh, Wednesday we cry. Yeah, that's exactly true. But uh, um, So... I was in, I was I was blinded by my insecurity, and I was not tr- making my wife a priority, and I, I couldn't see it. Um, this was a tough trip for her. She needed me be, needed me to be there for support and to encourage her, and I had lost that chance. Um, to me, this was you know at the time it was a simple mistake, you know, and she was freaking out about it. Um, but to her, it was a thing. It was a sign of things to come. She was scared and, and she was hurt.
0: So I, I thought that marriage would change him From like this cute, funny, adorable, doting boyfriend To this amazing, ever-pursuing, always-flowers-in-hand kind of husband And he thought that marriage meant dating was done He could just chill and hang out Because he'd won the girl Wrong So he, he did win me You won me forever
1: uh, the problem was that we were talking at each other, and neither of neither of us was actually being heard. We were both hurt, angry, and afraid of the state of our marriage, each looking at the other as the problem. Uh, so before we move on from the tumultuous first year of our marriage, I think it would be helpful to understand a little of our background and what we brought into the marriage.
0: So um, I grew up in a loving home with parents who were high school sweethearts. Um, Though my parents were professing believers and we attended church um, almost every Sunday when I was little, um, Jesus or God was rarely, if ever, talked about, and church was something that we did every Sunday before um, we went to my grandparents' house for a big family gathering. Um, my parents are both very affectionate towards one another and towards my sister and me. Um, my dad was an amazing encourager and very loving. Um, my parents had a wonderful marriage with lots of up and down ups and downs from outside forces. Um, my mom has MS and has ever since I was born. Um, my parents went through bankruptcy when I was a senior in high school. We lost our home and our business. Um, And through all of that, they remained faithful and loving and supportive of one another. Uh, I learned what marriage was supposed to look like from them. But I also had a stubborn kind of girl power streak in me that would define what I thought marriage should look like for me if I ever decided to marry. Um, Growing up, I was very insecure, boy crazy, desiring for others to like me, angry and selfish. My teen years were totally engrossed in drinking, Partying and doing drugs. Um, I started working when I was 13 and I put myself through college and soon began a career in fashion after I graduated from the University of North Texas. Fighting Eagles. Who's with me? No one? Oh, there, there's like three. Um, So, um, after or during my freshman year in college, um, I found myself pregnant and having an abortion, and with that came more fear, more control, more anger, and more taking care of me.
1: So uh, my parents divorced shortly after I was born. My mom got custody and remarried quickly. I was living with them several states away from my dad by the time I was three. I only saw my dad for one month every summer, so he was largely absent from my childhood and into my adult life. My mom and stepdad's marriage was my only real exposure to a marriage. It was not a Christian marriage, nor was it very healthy. By the time I was 12, my stepdad and I had a relationship pretty much focused on disagreements and arguing. I resented my stepdad for trying to be my dad, and I resented my dad for not being there. My relationships with my dads only got worse as I grew older. Lacking a father figure and a directional compass for what a man was, I grew up constantly striving after things that would make me feel secure and trying my best to find happiness. Those attempts at finding happiness were based on what the world valued, and it varied from masking my feelings with drugs, alcohol, pornography, to performing well in the eyes of others through uh, performance, uh, through grades, and my career, my job. In the eyes of the world, um, to others, uh, I was successful. I had graduated from college with a BFA in photography. Uh, I was making it as a photographer in New York, traveling on shoots all over the U.S. and overseas. But inside, my attempts at finding life had the opposite effect of what I desired. I wrestled constantly with bouts of depression and anxiety. There were times in my early adulthood that I had so much anxiety and self-loathing, I didn't know how to function around other people. I would withdraw into my own thoughts without any real hope of finding a way out. I finally reached uh, my end in the spring of 2001. I prayed to God for perhaps the first time in my life. I told him that if this was all there was uh, to life, I I wanted out. He said dramatic pause uh i'm just I'm just kidding i'm trying to get my i'm not crying uh i thought just maybe he had a better plan I, I committed to seek him and his wisdom
0: adam and i met in college we ran in some of the same circles and met through my old roommate but we didn't date until he moved back to dallas from new york in 2001 uh, we got reacquainted at a friend's dinner party and started dating shortly after that. Um, our first year together, we had a total blast. We had so much fun together, and we fought once—literally. Um, that's how majorly in love we were. Um, now I lost my place. Sorry. Um, and that one fight that we had—it was because Adam wanted to pursue God, and I was extremely fearful and not ready. Um, After a series of long talks, we pursued God together without really knowing what that would look like. And then the next year, we started attending Watermark and got engaged. Still, no fighting. Um, It was probably a little bit because Adam was super laid back and understanding and a tiny bit passive. And I was controlling and fun and a little bit crazy.
1: Okay, so we're back at the parking lot. Uh, Here we are yelling at each other in the car and only a few short months into our marital bliss. There was immense bitterness growing already between us, but we had no idea how to stop it. Thankfully, uh, we didn't know where else to turn, Um, so we went to church. Uh, Through our faith and trust in Christ and encouraged by our involvement in Watermark, We began the slow process of unlearning bad habits and replacing the lies with God's truth and a desire to obey. We sought change and growth in our marriage and as individuals. If there was a marriage class or weekend workshop, we were there. We dove headfirst into community, processing everything with the couples in our groups. We were growing and communicating better, but there was still fighting and pointing of fingers. More he's a jerk and she's crazy kind of thinking. Lots of tears and hurtful words and threats by Brooke to leave the marriage.
0: Um, With the birth of our first son, Jude, I began attending Square One, which is a new mommy's class here, and started going to the Wednesday morning Bible study. Um, And after the pleading of some dear friends and Adam telling me I don't deserve to be treated this way after a huge fight, um, I began attending Someone Cares. Someone Cares is a post-abortion recovery ministry that is offered here at Watermark. Um, For years, I never once considered that two of the biggest challenges in my life affected me at all. I was convinced that I never thought about my abortion, and I believed the lie that my anger and my control issues were just who I was. Um, When we had Jude, my false ability to control myself, my marriage, and my life crumbled Isaiah 61, 1-4 says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from darkness for the prisoners. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion. To bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. That was me. Broken-hearted, captive, mourning, in despair. Through Someone Cares, Christ and his amazing love changed my life. I stopped listening to the lies in my head, and I learned what God really thought of me and how he loved and pursued me with reckless abandon in spite of all of my actions. Adam and I began to realize that my anger was really fear, Um, I wrongly believed that God would pay me back for the abortion by taking Jude's life. And that fear led me to try to control everything around me. I began hitting and injuring myself and slamming my head so hard into a cabinet once that I split it open. And I lashed out at Adam publicly one afternoon when we were walking along the Katy Trail for his inability to parent the way I thought that he should. And that's when I realized I was completely out of control. My abortion had not only affected me, it was seeping out and hurting everyone in my life, most of all my marriage. My fear caused me to believe that Adam rarely measured up, and I let him know it as often as I could. I emasculated my husband, and that fed his insecurities.
1: Okay, so a uh, big step in my journey was my time in Regen. Um, Ephesians 5, 8 through 11. For you were once darkness, but now you are a light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord, have nothing to do with with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. Okay, here we go. Uh, Region helped me take an honest evaluation of myself. It gave me a community I could trust to verbalize thoughts and feelings that I was ashamed of. I didn't want anyone to know. Uh, Those parts of me I loathe and I'd kept hidden for years. Bringing those things to the light exposed the lies of the enemy. I gained a picture of what God, my true father, thought of me. It delivered me from the bondage of unforgiveness. I was able to both seek and offer forgiveness for my earthly fathers. It created me in a hunger, to know, in, a hunger in me to know him more and depend on him for my security. Regen started me on a journey to becoming a godly father and husband by removing the lies I had allowed the enemy to place in my way.
0: Um, You guys, even if we had days together, just us few tight-knit little friends here, um, it would be impossible for us to encapsulate all that we have learned in our journey with each other and with the Lord. Um, Like how Adam's depression and retreating inward caused me to feel like a single parent, and how I could could support him through that. And our journey of trusting the Lord daily to provide for us— as small business owners that don't get paid on a regular schedule and the stress that that can bring about. Um, Thankfully, we chose to follow and trust him while learning how to love, serve, and care for one another. Things finally began to change when we pursued his vision and not our own. We stopped placing blame and started taking ownership of our actions and behaviors that were sinful, We looked at our own faults and how they could affect the other versus us just trying to point fingers. Um, Praise God that we did. Had we decided to quit on our marriage, we would have missed out on so much, so much together. Um, God's plan is to make us holy, not happy. And by his grace, we often get to experience both. Today, our marriage is defined by ownership, We own our mistakes and our failures, and we seek forgiveness and understanding versus being right. We are God's children, and we take full ownership of that awesome responsibility. We have a long-term vision about our life together, and it is our desire that everything we do be guided and informed by him. We want our boys to have a passion for the Lord, and we want others to know about the love of Christ.
1: Okay, it's the big finish. Uh, okay, so I'm just... yeah, there that's funny. Uh, so we can tell you a lot of stories, um, many many stories. We've uh, we've been around for a while. We've we've been with a lot of couples. We've led a lot of groups. Um, so we can tell you how um, lots of stories of how following the Lord's vision has benefited and blessed us, as well as the others we have led. Please trust us when we say that it is worth it to fight for your marriage. You might say priceless if you 're not willing to trust us, then perhaps think of it this way. One of the ways we determine one of the ways we determine an object 's value is by what we are willing to pay for it first corinthians six twenty for you have been. Bought with a price. So, let's think about it. We're talking about the Creator of the universe having sacrificed His only Son to pay for you. Right. In the Lord's eyes, your value is infinite. You are price priceless. Maybe, as a, as a married couple then you were owner, owners of a priceless gift. That's your spouse. Your marriage then contains two priceless individuals that through God's infinite vision and wisdom he has joined together as one. Matthew 19, 6 says, So, the, so they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let no man separate.
0: That's it. Thanks for letting us share. Thank you.